Hello there. Today's episode is brought to you by Obi-Wan Kenobi's Infallible Memory. Don't seem to remember ever owning a droid. Am I a joke to you? Hey guys, welcome back to Han Talks First. I am Han, and today I just wanted to make a quick episode talking about some of the comments made by Natalie Holt, the new composer for the upcoming Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Natalie Holt, of course, was the composer for the Loki series on Disney+, and now she's transitioning into the Star Wars world. If you want to check out the interview, it's on Vanity Fair. We're going to break down some of the important things, because there's a lot of golden Easter eggs hidden in this article that can kind of tell us a little bit more about the show. So the news was broken a couple months ago that John Williams was going to come back and write the main theme for Obi-Wan Kenobi. And Natalie Holt actually talks about it in this article a little bit about what we can expect from it too, and how she's kind of basing her score around this theme that Williams wrote. So yeah, keep that in mind that Williams is just doing the theme for Obi-Wan, but Natalie is actually going to score the entire series. So the most interesting thing about this article was she said that John Williams is the one who actually approached Kathleen Kennedy to write the score for the Kenobi series, and not the other way around. And for those of you that don't know, Kathleen Kennedy is the president of Lucasfilm and oversees everything Star Wars. I definitely thought this was one of those situations where Lucasfilm or Kathleen approached Williams and was like, hey, please come back, write more scores for Star Wars, please. But I was wrong. So this actually excites me more because it shows that Williams still has ambition to write for these characters, specifically Obi-Wan, because it was the one character he actually didn't write a main motif for in the original Star Wars movies. You could argue the Force theme is Obi-Wan Kenobi's theme, but... Not really. And John Williams says so himself. He's actually quoted by Natalie Holt saying, I just want to write Benny a theme. I think that's adorable how John Williams calls Obi-Wan Kenobi Benny. We all know John Williams has a history of giving people pet names, such as J.J. Abrams is J.J. Baby. And you do not want to know what he calls George Lucas. It's extremely inappropriate. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. So Natalie Holt was asked by the interviewer what she thought of John Williams' theme for Obi-Wan Kenobi in this series, and here's what she had to say. She said that his score is very reflective and entirely appropriate for Obi-Wan Kenobi, and it distills what the show is about in just the perfect way. It's wistful and an element of hope, and it's doing something that will blow people away. Now look, people that work in Star Wars or have seen early premieres of shows and movies always say it's going to blow fans away. And after the recent Boba Fett show, I kind of take that verbiage with a tiny grain of salt. Nevertheless, I think John Williams' theme for Obi-Wan is going to be beautiful. And I think this will be his last contribution to Star Wars music. I really hope not, but if you think about it, this is the last legacy character that Williams hasn't written a theme for. Just like how he came back for the solo A Star Wars Story to write one for Han. Okay, so transitioning on to Natalie's score for the entire series. One of the words that she used to describe her music in this show is emotional, which makes sense because the story we're going to tell here is that of a troubled old man who lost a war and lost his family, but most importantly, his best friend and kind of child figure in Anakin. But actually my favorite quote from Natalie about her score is she says it's going to be more traditional to the music of Star Wars than the Mandalorian's music was. I think this is the exact direction to go with the music, and so kudos to her and Deborah Chow for 
planning to go that route. Now, I'm not saying The Mandalorian music is bad. I actually really enjoy it, and I think it's very experimental and pushes the boundaries of Star Wars music where it can go. However, there were times, especially in the first season, where I think it was too experimental. It wasn't until the ending of season two that Ludwig van Goretzen actually found the sound that he was wanting to achieve. She actually does mention working with Ludwig van Goretzen on the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. They actually mixed the score in his studio. So getting back into the more traditional Star Wars music route, it goes on to explain that this was achieved through using an orchestra, a live orchestra. Now they do mix in some synth sounds with it just to kind of make it modern and of course it does help with the mixing but the main instrument that she wanted to point out that they're using is called a hunting horn. Now the hunting horn is a very loud brass instrument. It's very brash too. It's one of those instruments that just explodes when you hear it and it's usually used for pieces of music that heavily rely on the fortissimo element. And the word that Natalie chose to use describing this horn and the music of the show is haunting. I love that. I don't entirely know what it means or has to do with what's going to happen in the show, but it tells me that there is a tone to it. It tells me that we're going to get something that is similar to what we know, but it's going to be different. It's kind of genre bending the music. That haunting effect in a show like Obi-Wan, I think can make for a dynamically different type of show and give us something new. So the bit of information from the interview that we kind of can learn more about the show is the fact that she talks about different planetary scores. So she did mention that there's going to be at least four planets that we visit in the show. So one of them obviously being Tatooine. Now she did say she wouldn't go into detail on like names and history, but she did say that one of the planets has a Latin music influence while another one has a Hong Kong influence to it. Now, the Hong Kong influence score, I can only imagine, is for the planet Deyu, which we actually saw in the first teaser for the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, and you could see it where the Inquisitor is walking through. And the reason why she put so many influences into different planet scores is, she simply put it, that if you're in Star Wars, you're scoring a planet, it has to have scale. And I love that. One of the great things about the Clone Wars animated series was every time they would visit a new planet or star system, Kevin Kiner, the composer for the animated show, would try and take new musical elements from different regions of the world and apply it to that planet. One of my favorite quotes from Kevin Kiner about the music for Clone Wars was that, after so many seasons and episodes, he would start to run out of different parts of the world to take inspiration for music from. I'm really excited for the show. It's my most anticipated show of all time. And I'm a musician too, so talking about the score gets me even more hyped, and it sounds like it's in great hands. I actually liked her work on the Loki series. I hope she knocks it out of the park with Obi-Wan. I hope it's true to the original Williams vision, going into that romantic classical style orchestration, and but also giving us something new. I'm very curious to find out what this haunting tone is that she's talking about. But hey, there's a lot more to read in the article. Go check it out on Vanity Fair. Thank you guys so much for watching this video. Down below, tell me what you're most excited for or what you want to see happen in the Kenobi series. Like the video, it helps out so much. Subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And now, my friends, somehow, someway, somewhere this week, may the Force be with you. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first.